practices. So I don't like to just make a routine and I stick with that and then I don't let it change in any way because everything in the universe, everything in life is constantly changing. So I must mm -hmm. be constantly changing with it. All right, we are recording. Today I'm on with Will Grant. He is a professional BMXer and YouTuber that talks a lot about you know, basic habits you can have to improve your life, easy things you can incorporate right now to start living your best life today. And I wanted to talk to him because I was really surprised at how practical many of his tips are and how they're things that you know I easily forget to incorporate into my day. So I was really impressed and Will, I really appreciate you coming on to talk to me today. Dude, I'm super glad to be on, man. I uh, respect and stoked for everything you're doing and I'm super happy to be a part of it, man. Yeah, the feeling likewise, man, the feeling is mutual. I think, uh, I think your channel is just such a helpful resource, especially in sort of touching on some of the spirituality and self-development stuff. Oftentimes I find that it's just so hard to take, you know, have practical takeaways from those type of you know, self that type of self-improvement genre. And I felt like your channel, like everything is just, I, I saw it in your newest video, you know, what to do when you get overwhelmed and you're talking about, you know, kind of shaking up your routine, maybe doing some breathing, maybe drinking some water and just doing something physical to get the blood flowing. And I was like, man, so yeah. simple, so easy to forget. Yeah. Like and I do that all works, the time. And, and it actually works. And that's the coolest thing, dude. I really like, well, there's a truck coming by. It might be not the best audio. But dude, that's really cool, man. Like, I, I really appreciate that compliment because that's kind of why I do everything that I do in hopes that it does make it simple and that it does help other people that are kind of going through a similar thing or maybe think the same similar way as I do. And I'm super stoked that I can be helpful, man, because that's why I do what I do. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's leave it now. Thank God. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the big thing that brought me to your channel was uh, – I guess I'm not sure if you showed up in my feed or it was a search, but I started looking at your videos on Wim Hof breathing because yeah. you talk about how it was one of the most influential practices for you and how you use it in all these different ways. You do some of the cold, you do a lot of the breathing, uh, and um, you've taken away a lot from that. I'm wondering, like, over all this time you've been doing it, what's kind of stuck the most for you? Like, which practices do you still use? regularly and what's kind of the frequency of those different practices just because I know that the Wim Hof stuff was pretty big for you yeah um I mean I, I'm constantly um analyzing and changing uh what I'm doing on a daily basis so I don't like to just make a routine and I stick with that and then I don't let it change in any way because everything in the universe everything in life is constantly changing so I must mm -hmm. be constantly changing with it but mm -hmm. I do um really focus on the things that are bringing my best self out. And one of those is absolutely the Wim Hof breathing, you know. Um, I still do that every single morning, of course, you know. And uh, just the breathing and getting the movement and getting that oxygen and getting that blood flow has really been like absolutely so helpful, you know. And uh, another habit that I always do is I'm constantly writing in my sketchbook where I use my sketchbook to quite literally create like the blueprint to my life of where I want it to go and what's going on. And, and I use my sketchbook to constantly analyze what's been working, what's not been working. So I can constantly make these changes and making sure that I'm in line with, um, 
what I want or where I want my life to go. And on top of that, like just aligning it with my best self and to make sure that it's aligned with the universe as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it sounds like the breathing is pretty regular and the sketchbook. And for all you guys that don't know, Will, one of his previous videos did a quick shout out to the YouTube channel Refusing to Settle because the, uh, I guess it's Clark is the creator on Refusing to Settle, teaches this method of doing journaling, which is really amazing if you have yeah. specific goals that you're going after, setting up a journal for that. Yeah. And you he know, talks about how setting up this journal helps you coach yourself. Have you found that that actually works, Will, or like how have dude, you used it? 100%, man. Like when I first started, like uh, he mentioned a little bit when we talked to before how this all kind of started when I really uh, was physically broken. I broke my leg. I broke my collarbone. I couldn't leave my house. And that's when I began doing all this breathing and meditating and reading books. And that's when I kind of recreated this whole vision of what I want out of my life. And I had all these things that I wanted to accomplish and I had all these things that I wanted to do. And it became overwhelming, you know, because your brain can only hold so much, especially if it's uh, constantly trying to create as well. It just gets overloaded. So I, I knew I had to start getting things written down um, in some way. So the first thing I actually did was I painted my whole entire wall black and I bought <laughs> uh, chalk to oh, just shit. start okay. like, getting awesome. whatever's in my mind on the wall so I could awesome. see it and I could kind of go from there. And then... And then I ended up having um, like a little notebook for um, my finances, a little notebook for my to-do list, a little notebook for my plans and my goals. And I had like four or five little notebooks and it was just causing um, like more anxiety almost because I had so much shit going on all over. And yeah. then that's when I came across uh, that guy Clark from Refusing to Settle. And he put everything in this sketchbook. And around the same time, I seen a girl kind of doing the same thing too. And I was like, man, that's a good idea. If I could learn how to just put everything in here, um, mm -hmm. I, I feel like that'll really help. And that's mm -hmm. what I really started doing. And then, man, it, it has truly helped so much just to put everything that's constantly um, running your mind down on paper, um, kind of clears out your mind so you can use your resources in your brain to keep creating um, what's next. Yeah. So kind of like systemizing and programming the goals and everything that your brain gets consumed with putting it down on paper and getting it organized and systemized. So then you could use your intelligence to continue to create. Mm -hmm. And so this journal, it sounds like it's worked well for you. Are there any other things that have helped you to get your thoughts out so you can be more creative or the journal is like, man, um, my breath, cool. man, like breath. my breath for sure. Like, it, like w Wim Hof breathing is just something that has really stuck for me and has really helped me. But I believe that any time that we stop everything, turn everything off and just sit down and connect with our breath, um, everything starts to align and rebalance from our, our chemistry, our physiology, all of the chemicals inside our body. It, ends up cleaning out the brain fog, clearing our perspective. And it really helps to get ourselves outside of ourselves so we can really kind of see what's important in our lives. And when we 
um, increase the amount of oxygen that's going through our mind and going through our body, we're going to get more out of our mind and body. Like that's when our best ideas are going to come because all of our systems are just going to be working better and more effectively. And mm -hmm. like I said, that's when our best ideas are going to come. And our breath is like our doorway in to our soul or everything internal. So the more that we can connect with our breath, the more that we can connect with ourselves, and that's what's gonna help us align with our best selves and our highest potential to um, give us the confidence in knowing what we have to do next. So we're not so like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? If you stop and just listen, we have the answers all within us. We just have to stop and connect to our breath and listen enough to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, let everything resettle. Yeah, yeah, get, exactly. Get like, out of your thinking settle. head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, let that dust settle. A lot of times, we can't hear our best selves because we're always thinking. You know, our mind is always going. We're always, you know, and and I do this as well. I'm always thinking and I'm always talking. And then my mind is not getting its best self. It always comes when I'm able to just stop and just begin breathing in nice and deep and just letting my mind follow my breath. And that's when um, I really start to align myself with the best self, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's interesting you say thinking and talking because I have heard, I don't know what study this comes from, but I have heard that verbalizing things in your native language, like thinking and saying words, if you keep at it for too long, it does confuse your your ability to like see things clearly. And you need to like yeah. not talk, not think words in your head and like yeah. let things settle. Yeah, 100% because our monkey brain will uh, take us down rabbit holes that doesn't serve us. You <laughs> yeah. know, like 100%. Like uh, we have to be using our mind as a tool. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of us are controlled by our mind. Um, mm -hmm. Our mind is always pushing us this way or pushing us that way. But when we can stop and connect to the deeper parts within, we learn to um, get in the driver's seat of our mind and be able to control where it goes and to control what we can use our intelligence for. And um, when we're able to do that, I think nothing's impossible. Yeah, I totally agree. And I want to ask one more thing about, a little more specific about your journaling practice. I did uh, check out Clark's channel after I was referred to it by you talking about journaling and he talks about coaching yourself through a journal. So how, if at all, has that worked for you? Have you been able to look back and be able to start coaching yourself based on what you're recording and your goals and your progression? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like I do tend to go back just to see like where I was at to make sure I'm seeing progress to see what my goals were that weren't working and what my goals were that are working. Um, but one of my main practices in that sketchbook is um, after I wake up and I do about three to five rounds or 15 to 20 minutes of that breathing, um, I'll usually jump into my sketchbook and I'll just, um, I'll, I'll write down the top three things that I want to accomplish that day. That's going to get me closer to, wherever I plan on being or I want to go. Um, and then I immediately start writing down the things that I'm grateful for, because that's just going to help set the tone of the whole day. And that opens our mind and opens our perception up to be able to see the good opportunities within our life instead of just 
closing our mind and closing our perception. And so we're just kind of stuck on one road when we can stop and just check into the things that we're grateful for. Um, it creates more opportunity to get more of the things that we're grateful for. And what I notice is it just changes my energy. It changes my, my whole tone of my day to be able to not only enjoy my day, but to get more out of my day. And then after I write down, uh, maybe three things that I'm grateful for. I immediately write down my intentions of the day. Living intentionally is so huge. And, and this is something I actually try to do before I start anything, you know, before I started this interview, before I start each training session, before I start each video is I like to just stop and just check in with my intention. Like, why am I doing this? What is the purpose of me doing this and that does one of two things is one is just to know why you're doing something is so important so many of us today do things without any purpose or without any reason because that's when our mind is in control we have no control over what's going on so we don't even know why we do things it just becomes habit of doing it um, so to make sure that everything that you're doing is aligning with the things that truly matter to you is super important. And that helps by just setting that intention of what you want to get out of whatever you're doing. And the next thing that happens when you do that is what I notice is before I start a training session or an interview or anything, or even a video, if I stop and just think like, what's my purpose in creating this video or what's my purpose in joining this session, that session that is in the back of my mind, you know, that just, um, kind of programmed my subconscious being of working on that while I'm being completely present and focused in that moment. So why, if I set my intention to get faster feet or to move better or to move cleaner during my sessions, my training sessions, then when I'm stuck in that moment, I notice my body's doing it because I set that intention for my body. Our, our brain can be used as like a programming system for our, our whole body if we learn to use it properly. And even from before you go to sleep, you, you can program, okay, what do I want to get out of this sleep? You know, and that programs all the cells inside your body to work for you. Um, just a lot of times our, our minds are always running down these rabbit holes and we're programming things that don't really align to what we want. So just by starting by some gratefulness and setting that attention and then writing down those three things that are going to get you big steps forward towards whatever your goals are, um, just plays a huge impact on setting the tone and the energy for your day. And when I started doing that, I started making leaps and bounds really in my whole life. Interesting. I like that. I like how you combine those two practices of the gratitude to kind of set that baseline and then setting your intentions for specific activities. Yeah. I love that because I think you're right, man. I think you have like, you'll have these subconscious drives that'll keep driving you if you're not like, hold on. Like, yeah, why am I, yeah, exactly. why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, and when you're constantly writing things down and you're constantly journaling, you're constantly in that sketchbook and you're constantly connecting with your breath you become so much more present to where you instantly know when you're doing something that is almost subconscious that isn't aligning with what you want because you're mm -hmm. you know like your body tells you your mind tells you like hey this isn't what we should be doing you know like something doesn't feel good you know like thoughts are um 
our brain speaking, but feelings is our heart speaking, you know, and when we could use these feelings and these emotions to continue to help align us. A lot of times if something doesn't feel right, something's not right, you know, and we, and that's one thing that I've learned through all this process was before I thought feelings were those things that girls had, <laughs> you know, so if I had a feeling <laughs> yeah. like I just blocked that out and let my mind think over it and that wasn't helping me. Like that was one thing that brought me down to that most broken point. And when I could learn to check in with my feelings, if that feeling is physical, if that feeling is mental or that feeling is emotional, and I could just try to learn from that feeling and say, okay, what is this trying to teach me? Or where is this trying to push me and this or that? Then I'm just becoming present. I'm becoming present in my feelings and my emotions. And I'm learning how to um, best utilize that for what my bigger purpose is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I love it, man. I think the, especially starting with the gratitude and then trying to set the intentions. It's like, it's like you're developing a system for activating this natural inner guidance system. Absolutely. You know, and that's truly what it feels like, you know, cause mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like this forever. You know what I mean? For so long I had the yeah. worst habits. I had the worst thoughts. You know, I, I, I was just, uh, hammering through life, you know, causing a destruction everywhere around me. And, and it took until I was completely broken mentally, physically, emotionally, not able to leave the house for, for me to um, stop and start analyzing what I'm doing with my life and what's truly important and, uh, what I want to do. And you say you weren't able to leave the house. I know this has something to do with an accident or injury from BMXing. Because, uh, you know, Will's a professional BMX rider, a racer. Can you talk at all about, like, what caused you to not be able to leave the house? Like, the, I guess, more of the context for that situation. If yeah. not, that's okay, too. <laughs> no, no, no. For, dude, I was, I was hammering so hard in my life, man. Like, I was just pushing and pushing with no, no boundaries, you know, it, in every single area, in my personal life, in my BMX life. And like, I wasn't listening to any of the signs around me. You know, I would, I would fall, knock myself out and race the next day. I'd break a bone. I was riding with a broken bone. Like, like I rode for, I think I tried racing for like five, six months with a cracked femur, just taking cortisone shots. (laughs) And like, and and, you know, and the way we do, you know, it, it, it sounds tough, but it's so stupid. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, like that's what I thought was like, oh, I'm tougher than this pain, but it's definitely not sustainable. Learn from this pain, like I, like his pain was eating me up from the inside, because mm-hmm. when you ride and train for five, six months with a cracked femur, it causes a lot of damage on your leg. You know, my whole knee ended up exploding, and oh, then shit. the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says my internet connection is unstable. Can you see me? Yeah, it's still good, man. Okay. So, you know, and what I've noticed is the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So just as I was doing that physically in my professional BMX career, I was doing the same thing mentally too. If I was feeling pains, I was just masking those pains with um, drugs, alcohol, sex, like 
anything negative and bad really you know mm -hmm. and and then it brought me to this point to where it was just getting worse and worse and my means of masking these pains were getting more and more serious to eventually um pushing my body and pushing my mind caused my whole knee to explode it, it you know it, it broke my femur i ended up breaking my collarbone i needed two surgeries on that i had so much pain from my ankles to my knees to my back i wasn't even sleeping at night you know and that's not even yeah. going into the mental agony that i was going through of wondering what the fuck i was doing with my life you know i was a 25 a professional athlete and i couldn't even sleep at night because i was dealing with so much pain you know, and I'm a very physical person and I couldn't even open my hands up completely because my hands have been so beat and broken through my life. And, and then it took until I literally could not leave my house. Like I, you know, I ended up having a surgery where they took a drill and they literally drilled out everything inside my knee to break the rest of it just in hopes that it grew oh, back. Yeah. Uh, you know, like in hopes that I would start moving properly and then it would grow back uh, more fully and properly. And then in three months, I started racing and training again on this leg that was still healing, but just mm -hmm. pushing just constantly. And then it ended up causing more damage and more damage until like these pains weren't going away. So I stopped and I seen a doctor and we ended up just having to take like another year off of not doing anything. And I was getting pumped with stem cells. And that's when I really just stopped and I couldn't leave my house. I've been such a physical person my whole life. And that's what first got me into breathing and meditating was like, okay, I have to train, but I can't move. And I kept hearing these things around me about um, meditation is a way to train your mind. And that was the only thing that I could train my mind. And my brother from Washington State, who's been a huge inspiration to me, first told me about the Wim Hof breathing. Um, and I started doing that. And then that's when everything changed you know like i lived completely straight in my ego and in my thinking brain my you know my thinking brain was constantly going a thousand miles per hour and i thought completely with my ego and then just to stop and breathe i got to see myself from outside of myself and i got to realize like one my whole goal my whole life has been to make will grant as great as will grant can be and at the end of the day i'm not even that great you know i'm sitting here i'm broken i can't move i can't do nothing like i'm losing all of my muscles that everyone thought was so cool and you know my physicality that i put all my value into i lost um you know like you know i lost like 25 30 pounds you know i i, I literally couldn't do anything physical and it it, it it gave me a new perspective to rethink things. Um, and then once I got my ego out of my way, I started realizing what's truly important. And um, I started realizing small things that the more I lived for myself, the more unfulfilled I became. And the more I lived for other people around me and the more I lived for this world, the better I felt and, and, you know, and the healthier I felt and every system in my body would just seem like to work better when I was living for other people. Yeah. And, and then that's what created this whole plan of like, okay, how can I best use my, my innate gifts and talents and my time and energy on this planet? How can I best use this to impact the world in the greatest way that my potential allows? And, uh, I've been, developing and creating that ever since and it's been about two years now of non-stop so the first thing 
I knew I had to learn was I knew I had to learn a computer because it, because yeah. if, if I wanted totally. to people, you know, cause in my, nor- you know, and, and this is good for different people, like different people, their calling is to just make an impact on the five people that they're closest with. But I knew deep down inside, like, that's not, that's not my calling, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I believe I'm meant to help and impact as many people as possible around the whole world. And to do that, I had to learn how to use this internet because before that I couldn't even get my computer on the internet. I couldn't figure out how to do email. Like I was not a computer person. So I picked up my computer. Yeah, I feel feel like the guy that's like blowing out his knee and still writing is not the same guy that's patient with computers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I could not, I literally could not sit on my computer long enough to figure out how to turn the internet on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't do anything but sit anyway. So, you know, I, I spent time just diving into this thing and, and then I read a, I, I read a book called the art of learning, which is one of the most amazing books called the art of learning. And it helped me understand like just how to learn something new and how, how I just spent the last 10 years of my life learning how to become the best bike rider as, as I can, you know, the process isn't that much different. I just have to dive into each session being present and, and excited to learn something new and not focusing on the result, but, um, almost falling in love with the process of doing it. And that's when I became like learning the internet and like learning how to make videos and investing all my spare money in cameras because I knew video was the way to Mm -hmm. to be able to reach people and and through this whole process i was learning something you know like i was at my worst just broken down which so many people are and even in worse situations than i was and and as i dug myself out of this rut i was learning so many things of how to get the most out of myself mentally how to get the most out of myself physically spiritually emotionally and just how to get the most out of this life you know yeah, the whole whole learning process of starting a <laughs> a rebirth of sorts. Yeah, um, it really was, man. It really was. So I gotta I gotta rewind this just a little bit because this part is so interesting to me. And I appreciate you being kind of candid about it, but you mentioned that for, there was this period where you were just kind of resisting everything that was happening to you. You were kind of masking all this pain you're having with drugs, alcohol, sex, and while I haven't masked as much pain on the physical level, I have had periods in my life where I masked tremendous uh, emotional pain with the same kind of things, man. Just depending on what you're into, distracting yourself with, uh, you know, women or men, depending on who you are, drugs, alcohol, and it's easy to push everything out of your head. And I know for me, my internal dialogue during these periods was I can't stop. Like whatever I'm progressing on in my life, I felt like, without distracting myself from pain, I wouldn't be able to keep moving forward. And I was like, I can't feel this right now. Like, I can't stop what I'm doing to feel this. I can't. That was kind of my internal dialogue. I'm wondering for you, with this immense physical pain, just crushing, like literally crushing your own body, what was the internal dialogue that kept you doing that, kept you on that path until you literally were forced to stop? I mean, I didn't see another option. You know what I mean? Like, like I didn't see another option to go down a different path of like, but, or, but like, I, as far as you say that you're working on all these things and you felt like if you have this distracting your mind, it's not going to let you work. But what I'm telling you is when you can figure out what's distracting you, 
you may be able to get your work done now, but on nowhere near of of a level to where if you were in control of everything that mentally, you know, yeah. like you, you um, pulling off those rocks of whatever is holding you back mentally. Are you still there? Yeah. For, yeah. It's just the video for us for a second. Yeah. So like, so you being able to unroll those rocks of whatever is holding you back mentally will help you get the most out of whatever you're trying to do because that's where your purest and best self is hiding is under those rocks. Every single thing that you're trying to mask and every single thing that you're trying to avoid, there within those comes a strength that you can unfold and dip into and tap into that is really going to have you stepping into your full potential because because that's where it's at like that's the shit that happened to you that didn't happen to nobody else you know mm -hmm. and that's the shit that is going to give you your unique gifts and talents to bring that value into the world and it lies under those uncomfortable positions it lies in those things in your mind that isn't easy to go through but when you can stop and devote that time and, and, and spend that time studying yourself like you would study study any other subject of what's important to you you know because the more you can get out of yourself you're going to get out of every single area in your whole entire life and every single one of those things that you feel like you have to mask or that pain is coming up and you're masking like that's just if it's five percent that's five percent ten percent of what you're not tapping into right now so like uh -huh. so you might be able to do great work while still masking that and you, you know and i really believe that you can do great work without masking it but when you can dive into that that's when your work goes from great to extraordinary mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like your best work yeah you're not being dragged down by these <laughs> adult issues what was it you said that you said you felt like you had no option. Why? I'm so curious. Cause like, you know, this is a deeply personal question. It's always different, but like in your case, it just seems like with the physical stuff, it was so extreme. Like, why did you feel like you didn't have an option? And like, how did that, how did that change for you going from feeling like you didn't have an option to then starting to see this alternate path? I mean, what else was I going to do? Like, was I just going to like let my body heal and then go back living the same life like i would end up in the same position you know and then i believe like these doctors were telling me i was never gonna run and or or, or jump or be athletic or do anything again without pain you know so like so that's why you kept riding like you're like no fuck that well well at first yeah but then like it just got worse and worse and worse and then there you know i'm I'm going back to this doctor who gave me surgery and he's telling me like, you just gotta, you know, his pain's going to be for the rest of your life. And I wasn't going to accept that. Oh shit. You know, yeah. Like, you know, I wasn't going to accept that. Like I plan on climbing mountains well into my fifties. Uh, and, and when I mean climbing, like I want to be running up mountains as fast as I possibly can. But when you know, this happened, like this was like, how did like you were, all you were doing was pro BMX, right? Yeah. Yeah. All I was doing was pro BMXing and, really living for myself man like partying having a good time like living the life that i thought was just all instant gratification really you know totally. uh, yeah. hey you, you only live once let's live fast let's live hard you know and That's wild man 
you know, and, and what I mean by no other option, man, like, it's like, I didn't see what else I was going to spend my time and energy on because I didn't want to spend it on the way I was, you know? And then when I ended up broken and I started meditating and I started reading, I was evolving into a whole new person, you know, yeah. to where like, like I know I had all this time and energy and, and motivation to put towards something. Why not put towards something that's going to serve myself and the people I care about and the world and pay me back instead of constantly like putting my energy into things that are just breaking everything around me, you know, mm -hmm. like everything from relationships to my body, to my mentals, to like everything was so short lived because it wouldn't last long because it would break, you know? And, and, and that's why I just kept ended up having that feeling of being unfulfilled. And then when I started seeing this vision of really where I wanted to see when I'm old, you know, what I want people to say at my funeral, you know, and then reverse engineering my life back from that, I started realizing like, look, this is a whole new pathway. And I was fucking excited to start. Yeah. You're like, Oh shit, there's a way out of this. Yeah. So is there, is there, was there any instance you remember that, started this transition or where you first had this insight into I can, I can go this other, this other direction. Because I feel like some of the way you're describing yourself, it's like so hard to see how you went from that to like, I can do this other part of my, this is another part of my experience. I can go this whole other path. Dude, it was, well, it's a couple things. One is that doctor telling me I was never going to be athletic or do anything without pain again really hit home man like really hit home like i knew something was gonna change you know and and when i was stuck in my house and i like it goes back to that breathing you know like like it it doesn't make sense until you start breathing every day you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like yeah, yeah. you know i was spending 30 minutes to an hour you know i i, I don't really do that much this anymore you know i still spend probably 15 20 minutes sometimes 30 minutes Wait, is, this, is this what you started with when you after this doctor diagnosis like the first kind of spiritual type thing you were doing was the breathing um well that's when i was like well i gotta train myself like what am i gonna do so then ah, I, yeah, okay. yeah yeah like i started meditating you know or Dude, just that makes sense though because you're like this super physical like guy who's all about your physicality and it's like this is like a very very physical pathway to getting into you yeah. Uh, introspection because like, man, if you haven't tried the Wim Hof breathing, it, it is so physical. Yeah. Yeah. It super is, you know, but like at first I just started trying to like regular meditate and like, bro, totally. it was hard as fuck. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Me trying to meditate is like taking a 400 pound person and putting them on a treadmill. My mind yeah. was always going at a thousand miles per hour, thinking about 40 yeah. different things at once. Yeah. You know, if you're living an instant gratification life and you're partying and you're living hard and you're yeah. trying to meditate, that's going to be like tortured. Dude, it, it, it was, but I, but I, but I needed it. And I knew mm -hmm. I needed, it. you know, like yeah. deep down inside, I knew I needed that. And that's what my brother told me about when, you know, I went up, to Washington where I'm from and spent a month with my brother, just trying to let my body heal. And, nice. and that's what my brother told me about the Wim Hof method. And I went home telling myself I was going to do this every single day. Yeah. Uh, and when I went home, then that's when like, 
officially like do this big hurricane came and that's when my knee exploded and my femur cracked like three days oh, after home. like yeah. my knee exploded my femur cracked and hurricane irma came and yeah. like we lost all power in my um in my whole neighborhood like the only thing that had Holy power shit. was like the rich people houses and mcdonald's so there yeah, was no as access to food and i couldn't get a doctor appointment to see what's going on with my leg holy and, shit wait for how long man? i'm talking like a week a um, couple days yeah uh so it was for about 10 days and that fucking sucks that's so, horrible and so i was stuck in my house i couldn't <laughs> walk i didn't know what was going on and there was no access to any food but mcdonald's mm -hmm. so i mm -hmm. did a fast i fasted for eight days <laughs> and and my whole life changed like yeah, during yeah, like yeah. And this is right after starting this breathing, you know, right. so, you know, so I started this breathing and I started cleaning out all of that, you know, stuck inflammation that has been in my intestines, my liver, my lungs, like everything. And then I did that eight day fast that, you know, they say like a one day of fast cleans out about a year of toxins that build up in your body. That's, you know, that's mental, wow. that's, mental that's physical, that's yeah. everything. Like, yeah. Every time you have a negative thought, it produces a toxin that sits inside that water inside your body. And to clean all of that out, my I became a different person. Like mm. once I started doing this breathing every single day, and then I fasted for eight days, you know, and I, it's kind of a weird coincidence that I weighed the exact same amount as I weighed eight years prior, you know, and <laughs> that's that, weird. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. And they yeah. say that, like, say if you went something through extremely say if you went through something extremely emotional like four years ago and when you hit that four day mark you almost rework through those toxins like kind of like yeah. what i was telling you how you have to lift open those rocks and see what that is that keeps coming up when yeah. when you're fasting it comes up it, it comes up for you and like you can literally smell taste and feel these toxins exiting your body yeah so then when I did this fast and and I started doing this breathing, I couldn't move, leave my house. I just began reading nonstop, reading and breathing and meditating and like figuring this shit out, man. And then and then as I began reading, breathing and meditating, then I I started getting these visions during my meditation of what's fucking possible in my yeah. life, you know, uh -huh. of. And like what was feeling the best are these visions of possibility of like, what if I helped a million people like truly change their lives, you know, or like, yeah. you know, or, or, you know, this earth is so sick and this earth is like really not healthy right now. Like what if I could help mm -hmm. heal this earth and heal these people to really find our potential of the human race, you know, or some sort of be a part of that, of, of devoting my time and energy to like, um finding you're like on, you're like on a vision quest <laughs> this is yeah. like serious yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And like and when i started cleaning out all the toxic shit that was consuming yeah. my mind and consuming my body this yeah. is the shit that started coming up like ah, this is the okay. shit that started coming up and then it was all and and they it all came up with memories of my childhood of like of of why I could do this because something happened to me when I was a kid that built this understanding, you know, uh, the world and like what it might need. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like I wasn't discovering 
my potential. I was rediscovering my potential. I wasn't ah, yeah, discovering yeah. my destiny. I was rediscovering this shit that I knew as a kid, but all these things in life, like end up, we want to cover them with rocks, you know, yeah. like we want to cover them up if it's with our parents or if it's with our childhood or, or if it's from experience in school, just being embarrassed in some way or something made us think or feel or do things a certain way that lost our presence. And when we could bring back to our presence, we dip into or we tap into our most purest, beautiful self. And then we start to see our strengths, you know, and and then realizing what we could do with our strengths. And what I noticed is when I started focusing on my own strengths, I started finding the strengths in the people around me. Just like the same of back in the day when I was constantly focusing on the people's weaknesses around me. I was also noticing all the weaknesses within myself and that's what I wanted to constantly mask. And then, you know, the way you see and view the world, it, it it's an opportunity because it mirrors what's going on internally. Um, and you could use that as a gauge to where, you know, if you see somebody walking by, you're like, what the fuck is that guy looking at? Or why does that guy look so goofy? You're realizing that like, or cause this was a habit. You know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, I can totally see the guy you're talking about. This is like, a habit. Like, I got it. Because, like, dude, this was a habit for me is when I seen someone that I've never seen before was my first reaction was to find what's wrong with them. And that's no coincidence because I did the same thing to myself. You know, like I was constantly beating myself up. I was constantly hard on myself. And once I started to align with my strengths instead of my weaknesses, I started finding the strengths within the people around me. And then it's like that book, another book recommendation is power versus force. Instead of forcing everything around me um, for what my ego wanted, I started um, dipping into and connecting to the power within the, that's within the energy of us all. Like we all have this energy and we all have this power and we can, and when we can use each other to focus on each other's strengths and when we can align our energy and power together, we can really accomplish something beautiful at that point. Yeah, man, that is such an interesting story. Um, that is so wild, man. Cause that whole transition where, you know, you're in Washington and then you came home, blew out the knee, had this horrible thing, not being able to see a doctor and, and deciding, I'm just going to fast for these eight days, focus on my breathing, my meditation, my reading. It's like this perfect storm of events that transitioned you into this whole other life. And it's like, seems like this crazy inflection point where like you go from this person who almost on the other side of this inflection point, like you can't really, I guess like these two people can't really coexist in the same way. Like that one has to kind of transform to become this other one. Yeah. For other people who don't have this crazy inflection point, like perfect storm of events, like what would you suggest they do to try to, I don't want to say force themselves <laughs> to go through this, yeah. this event, but uh, you know, find the like, power within. Find the, there we go, man. How, how can other people find this power within that maybe aren't, aren't under as drastic of circumstances? Yeah. yeah. First is I would start with a practice of mindfulness or a practice of presence to see mm -hmm. what the fuck you got. You know, like if you just devote 15, 20, 10, five minutes, whatever you have to just 
stop and connect with your breath and connect with yourself, that would be a huge starting point. And then you start realizing, you know, and even taking out a piece of paper and writing, knowing thy time of what you're doing with your time and where you're spending your energy. And then you could take that and start realize like exchanging your negative habits and negative thoughts for positive habits and positive thoughts. And mm -hmm. that's where it all starts. But you first have to be mindful enough to know what you're doing. That's not serving you and to know what you're doing that is serving you and to know where you want to go to know what you have to do to serve that purpose. Does that make sense? So just starting out, like take it one day at a time one day at a time, know what that 80, 20 is of that 20% of shit. That's taken 80% of your time and energy that doesn't serve you. And to try to, if you just try to eliminate it, it's going to be a constant battle of always wanting to do it again. Right. But if you learn from that and replace it with something positive, you know, like I replaced, I used to wake up and you know, grab my phone instantly, but instead now I wake up and I do breathing. You know what I'm saying? Like just changing, like to fill your day in with positive habits that bring the most out of yourself. It's going to end up, there's not enough time, energy, or space in your mind to be filled with the negative shit. And once you start doing and thinking positive shit, then positive things starts coming in your life. Like 100%. So you don't need some big catastrophe to happen. You just have to check in with yourself to know what's important to you. Know like where you want to be at the end of this life, you know, and then reverse engineer that and then go by, okay, what am I going to do today? Like, let's start with today, right now, this moment. And to notice like, you know, like the things that aren't serving that purpose and just replace it with things that do serve that purpose. If that's taking care of yourself a little mentally through meditation or through reading or taking care of yourself physically with a little exercise or even just walking around the block. Or if it's just like not knowing what to do. So helping out with the person around you, like just by helping out with the people around you, that tends to help their day, give them a little better energy that goes back into giving you better energy. It's amazing what the ideas and the beautiful things that can come in your life just by simply helping out you know, the people around you in the best way you can in that moment. And, and once you start doing that, it's, it's a constant practice for the rest of your life. We don't, I don't have it figured out today. Nobody has it figured out today, but it's a process of figuring out a little bit more each day. Yeah, totally. I hope that answer helps a little bit. But yeah, you, no, you it, it does, yeah. man. It, it does, totally does. The things you said about like taking it one day at a time and filling up your day with positive habits that cause you know you to have more energy and to produce better results, like filling your yeah. life with those habits. That totally makes sense, man. It's just like displacing the the opportunity for those negative thoughts to take yeah. take you over. You know, and like one of the most important things is the first 10 to 15 minutes that you wake up. Like that's why a lot of my routines are morning mm -hmm. routines and shit like that. Cause like the first 10, 15 minutes of your day sets the tone. Like one of them. Are you there? Yeah, they're actually scrapping a charger. What? I'll edit this out. I'm up. I just grabbed a charger. Oh, no worries. I just realized, I just looked at my thing and it was at like 2%. It's about to cut out. 
There you go. My bad. So you're talking about, we're back. So you're talking about uh, your morning routines. This is why you focus on them. You said because about the first 10 to 15 minutes of your day is for what reason were you going to say it's super crucial? Dude, it, it, it sets the tone for your whole entire day, right? Yeah. If you wake up and the first thing you do is grab your phone, you train, you program your brain, you train your brain to react to its environment. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when you open that phone and then you get all the notifications and then you get all the bullshit that you have to react to, you're, you're setting the tone for your day to react to whatever comes. That means whichever fucking way the wind blows, it's going to blow you to the left. It's going to blow you to the right where you have little, little control over where you're going in your life down to what you're thinking during your day. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you wake up in the first 10 to 15 minutes, you have control over. And that is the time where we have the most control over our day is our first 10 minutes upon waking. And if we do something proactive, like proactive, that is going to set the tone for our day, even if it's just waking up and making our bed, we woke up and we did something consciously that sets the tone for our day to accomplish something. And, and then we, you know, we brush our teeth, we instantly start drinking some water, you know, cause hydration is just going to get your brain and your body just waking up and feeling good. So it doesn't need six cups of coffee to wake you up, you know, just yeah. start drinking some water and start breathing in a little bit deeper. Then all of a sudden we're being proactive with our energy. We only have a certain amount of energy and time per day. So if we wake up and we spend the first little bit of our time and energy towards just setting ourselves up for success, you know, then all of a sudden, Oh, right, well, I was on the Wi-Fi in my house, but that quit working. So I just, I just now got, like I started using my phone because I don't know what's wrong with my Wi-Fi at my house. Okay. All right. We'll wrap up quick. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you got enough data on that plan. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm probably, I'll just cut this in. So anyway, we're, we're back. We got cut for a sec. Me and Will, we're talking about just, we're wrapping up, just talking about a few of the most important daily practices. You can start in quick ways to implement them. We are talking about top, you know, first 10, 15 minutes of your day. And so, Will, I want to selfishly focus this answer for people on like, what can they do to slowly ratchet this up? If I'm someone who's saying, man, all these habits sound really boring. I, I feel like it's going to be boring implementing them. What can I start with and how do I like slowly progress these habits to where like I'm starting with the most important critical one and then eventually they're going to be filling up my day so that I'm only doing these positive habits. Yeah. Um, first I would start with, um, before you go to bed, actually turning your phone on airplane mode. Okay. Like, before you go to bed, turn your phone on airplane mode and don't touch it within at least try to make 30 minutes after, after waking up. You know, the goal should be an hour. Like awesome. my goal, my goal is a 12, 12. So like if I turn my phone on airplane mode at 9 PM, I try not to turn it on until 9 AM, you yeah. know, like that doesn't always go, but at, at least make 30 minutes with your phone on airplane mode and take control over that 30 minutes of your day by one, just spend some time with your breath. However long you can do, start with five minutes. Even start with three if five minutes seems challenging. So put, leave your phone on airplane mode and start with three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you can do and just connect with your breath. If that's Wim Hof breathing, if that's regular transcendental meditation, or it's just 
connecting with your breath, just breathing, yeah. you know, and yeah. when your mind goes, that's okay. Just let it go and just bring it back to your breath. And that's going to help you connect and align with your best self right there. Cause like I said, that breath is your doorway into your spirit. That's your breath is the doorway into everything mental, everything physical, everything internal. So just start with that breath and then grab your notebook or grab your piece of paper and write down what's your intention of what you want out of today, where you want today go, where you want today to go. And then, you know, schedule your day through that piece of paper. So then your mind doesn't have to constantly work on what you have to do next or what you have to do today or remembering what you have to do today. Cause it's all written down and you're just like, you are your own manager. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a, a way that I like to think of it sometimes is kind of crazy is like my book is like me writing. It's like, I'm the boss, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the boss and I'm writing my say like an employee's day of work. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm completely setting myself outside of myself of what is the best thing that I need this person to do to accomplish what my goals are. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I will write down everything that I want me to do. And then past that, I'm just completely I'm, I'm attempting to be completely present in everything that my manager self had me do. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and then, so yeah, dude, wake up, phone on airplane mode, connect with, with, with your breath, maybe get some movement in and then write down where you want that day to go or how you want the day to go. And then just be present, enjoying making it happen. Like, love but that's it. the easiest way to do it, man. Easiest way to do it. Dude, I love it. So simple. That's, that's what I'm here for, dude. It's such practical. I'm going to definitely do that one too. I I'm good with the airplane stuff, but uh, man, I'm so hit or miss with the setting the intention. That's going to be for me, like huge takeaway from this conversation. Um, well, I, you've been like super generous with your time today. I don't usually go this long, but your story is just fascinating, man. Dude, no um, problem. You're like, I have, I, I mean, if you got any other questions or anything, dude, I don't mind asking them, you know, if there's something on that list that you didn't ask yet, I mean, yeah. I'm here now. <laughs> um, man, I got the only the only other thing because this is this is a problem, man. This could be a whole topic. Is the way you describe uh, habit building these positive habits? It's interesting because when people try to change their lives or develop any new habits, um, you know, they have to they have to displace some of these activities that aren't moving them in the right direction. And it's interesting because the way you said it, like take it one day at a time and like get your mind new activities to force your mind not to focus on these negative things. It reminds me a lot of what you hear from people who've had to, for one reason or another, go through some side of serious addiction recovery. And I always think it's interesting because with these habits that are optional for us, we the way we treat them is so much less effective than, than people who are forced to make changes in their life. Like you think of someone that's addicted to something, they have to get off, like a really serious substance. The way that that person goes about changing the habits in their life is oftentimes when they get to that point and they're forced to, so much more effective than when you or me say, I want to do this in my life. Like I need to do this. This is my goal. I want to accomplish it. This is the habit and goals and activities I need to partake in to get to that goal. It's so often we look at that and it's always just like this optional thing. We don't take it serious and we don't actually displace the negative activities that are dragging us down because for us, it's like, well, this is just extra, you know, it's just optional. But at the end of the day, it's like, that's our life. We're not getting the time back. It's not so optional. Like it is kind of life or death. It's the only time you have. So it's like, how can, how can, 
I, I just find it fascinating that it seems like people who've gone through these negative events or coming back from something are much more effective at changing their behaviors and habits yeah. than the rest of us who, are, who just think we're trying to hit these goals. Yeah. Well, that's why it's so important to know your intention. And, you know, and it goes deeper to that because you have to know your purpose, know your why. Cause like there's going to be days where you're super fucking motivated and you're ready to just be your best self. Right. And then there's going to be days where you wake up and you're like, man, I don't want to do fucking nothing, but just sit here. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. why, that's why it's, you know, and you don't have that motivation and that's why it's so important to know your intention, not just your intention on each little specific thing that you do, but know your intention or your purpose like in the life, you know? So it's like when you can wake up every morning and know why you do these things, like you have to connect your reasoning past yourself. You know, like it has to be about something bigger than just yourself and some sort of bigger, more common purpose. And when you can make it about that, if it's your mom, your dad, your kid, your family, your wife, your husband, like making it more about yourself than those times that you're not motivated, you, you are writing your intention. Like, look, I'm doing this to become the best version of myself so I can most effectively be the best for person for my wife or for my husband or for my kid or for my parents or, or for my roommate, my best friend, whatever it is, you know, like that's why that purpose, your why is so important because when you don't have that motivation, you could always dip into that to, to keep that. So you don't need that addiction or that catastrophic event. But then again, you once you're constantly reminding yourself of your biggest purpose or your biggest why, then you're more able to push through that rut of when you're not feeling as motivated. Does that make yeah. sense? And no, that's that, totally, that totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, and that's why like that sketchbook, like one of the most important practices in that is to reverse engineer your life. Like get in that book and write down what you want people to say at your funeral. You know, write down where you want to be when this shit is all said and done. You know what I mean? Like when you're 75 years old, if everything went exactly the way your dream life went, what would it be? Write it down, you know, and then when you're 50 and then when you're 35 and then when you're 30 and then know why you want all those things to happen, you know, and like I got news for you. If you want want it for some sort of selfish reasons because you want to be great you can only go so far and you're only going to have so much fulfillment but when mm -hmm. you can align those things with the people who are around you and the people you care about the most and something that's bigger than yourself then those days that you don't have that motivation like you got that grit yeah no totally and that that makes that that is like a framework that makes sense to me because what i was talking about when you're had this life, you know, like catastrophic event, like you have to get off some crazy substance or like in your case, you're going to wreck your body. You already have this like built in why of like, I'm going to kill myself. So every time you remind yourself, you're like, I have to, I'm going to kill myself. This is killing yeah. me. But if you, if you're, if you're someone who doesn't have that, but you develop this, this path and you you, this vision of where you want to be, say yeah. with something like journaling and you can remind yourself of it, then it is clear. Cause you're like everything you're doing, that's taking you off that path. You're like, I'm not going to make it there unless I stick to this. Like, that's my why. Like I have to do this to get there. Um, yeah, so exactly. I, I love that. Man. And that makes why, sense. And, and, and that's why 
I like to do it after I write gratefulness, but that's why mm -hmm. writing down your intention of the day, like mm -hmm. that, that aligns your energy with that purpose, you know, mm -hmm. by writing down like what you want to, you know, like if you write down your intention, oh my, you know, my intention <laughs> today is to make a bunch of people notice me and, yeah. you know, and so I look real cool today, then, you know, you're going to feel like shit when you go to bed. You know, yeah, but yeah. Or when you align your intention with like, man, like I want to really take some step forwards towards my goals or I want to really better myself today because why, why, you know, because the better I am, you know, the better my family is going to be doing, you know, like the better I'm doing, the better my community is going to be doing because I'm a part of my community. You know, the better I'm doing, the better my world is going to be doing because you're a part of this world. You're a part of your family. You know, we all have that tribe that we're involved in and, and the better we're doing, the better they're doing and the better they're doing, the better we're doing, mm -hmm. you know, it goes hand in hand. And when you align, when you align your energy with a, a purpose bigger than yourself, you can truly accomplish things that you never thought were able to accomplish. Yeah, totally. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, well, I really appreciate it. Uh, before we jump off, um, I want to, I'm asking, want to know just if there's anything else that I forgot to ask you, you'd like to talk about, or if not, what you'd recommend people check out on your channel or your, your site. Um, well, I was actually pretty curious about your stuff, man. Like, do you have YouTube? You got Instagram, you got Facebook, like, do you have all that or website or like ex explain to me like what you got going on as far as like your platforms and your content creation? Definitely. Um, yeah, we can talk about that. I'm going to go ahead and cut the recording and then I'll talk to you after if that's yeah. cool. Sure. Yeah, for sure.